Welcome to Sales Cultures Redefined, where we transform people with purpose, income, and a better life. Here's your host, CEO of Sales Managed Solutions, Lance Cooper. Have you ever watched a one-year-old child being brought up in a loving family? Well, of course you have. And the picture we see is usually the same. A parent or two always watching carefully, allowing the child to explore, allowing him to reach and examine, cheering him on as he puts the squares and the circles and the various shapes into or onto the puzzle, letting him strive against obstacles to reach something he wants, keeping him from hurting himself or things of value in the room, yet cheering him and encouraging his unique gifts as they emerge. That's Stetson, my newest grandson. He's a dancer. He loves the beats and moving with the timing within the music he hears. He loves to grab cell phones and make the pictures change with a swipe of his finger. He's determined. He's aggressive. He's Stetson. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Sales Cultures Redefined. The will to win and how sales leaders can impact what is often thought of as the heart of a person toward achievement. Or again, the will to win, which is defined in psychological research as an intense urge to accomplish a voluntary and consciously chosen goal. To begin, let's discuss two reasons for reaching a sales goal. First, competitiveness. To do better than someone by reaching a particular level of sales performance for status and recognition. In other words, a desire to beat the competition, be at the top of the hierarchy, and sell at a particular level of performance. And it's established by the coach or the team in the present or in the past. Or number two, to earn a particular income that will provide a standard of living for oneself and others now and into the future. In summary, the two we usually find on great sales teams are competing to win and being the best salesperson, or earning to win and providing a particular standard of living. A third, less common among top performers, is the individual whose heart is tied to fulfilling the expectations and goals of others, their sales leaders, customers, and the team they work with. Think about these heart-focused motivations. The first important questions for great leadership are these. How well do you understand the motivations you felt toward winning when you were a rep? And within that motivation, what was your will to win strength level? Then the next questions for outstanding sales coaches to ask themselves when building successful sales teams are, what are each of my sales rep candidates and my existing reps motivational reasons for winning, and what are each of their present will-to-win strength levels. Now, in the last part of our time together today, let's turn to the practical things to do that will help you positively impact the will-to-win of those around you. Number one, realize that you can increase your will-to-win to achieve in everything you do in life. Willpower is a habit. Its level for you and those you lead has been developed since childhood. Both scientific researchers and theologians state that it, the I-will-Rudy factor, can be developed and strengthened early or late in life. 
But first, you have to want to change existing habits or to develop new ones. You have to believe that life will be better if you change. You have to believe that you have to change. Sometimes this requires help and someone or something speaking into your life. But you can catch this transformative attitude and begin to increase willpower. That's because it's a habitual thought that can be caught and nurtured. Number two, hire conscientious people first whose character is undeniable and whom have a high will to win and achieve goals which are good for them and your team. Number three, realize and communicate transformational I can, you can, we can, we will attitudes within your leadership. Do this by recognizing and praising the small wins that you see. Tell them what you see in them and expect from them, both in their behaviors and in their performance. Then the team of people in your influence have the greatest chance of success. However, it's always their choice their decision to catch your belief levels and your will-to-win levels and elevate theirs. Number four, get to know the people recruited onto your sales team as unique human beings. You can do this by conducting a foundation interview at the beginning of their employment. Discover the important things in their lives and the why, their number one motivation at the moment that powers their will-to-win. By asking questions, learning about them personally, and winning their trust, create awareness and commitment about necessary change in their life, a change that income or sales will help make a reality. Track their progress. Or if competitive with the same approach, get them to identify at what sales level they want to perform and the recognition or achievement they want to receive. In one-on-ones, Have them explain their progress and what they will do in the next month to stay on track or make progress. Coach each of your reps according to what you learn, just as you would adjust your presentations to a prospect's needs or wants. Remember that as you do this, the degree to which you sincerely invest in the success of each of your reps' achievement according to the motivations important to their lives that this will power your success as the leader of your team. Number five, while the will to win trumps the skills to win, the latter helps to build confidence and belief in achievement. So early on and throughout their career, invest in teaching them the sales habits that will make them better. However, as you do this, just remember that great genetics can just become unrealized potential when directed by someone without a desire or will to achieve. I've seen this for years in the passive salespeople on teams who did not want or desire much, and I've seen those who wanted it outperform those more gifted around them. Now, as we move into this time of the year, it's easy to see the hope and transformational stories that the season always brings us. Yet not everyone has learned or found the nurturing of a two-parent family or someone really interested in their development and in helping them increase their willpower and self-control toward achieving in an obstacle-oriented world. But the cool thing is that willpower, or the strength to win, 
is a habitual way of thinking, one that can change and grow in the right environment. You can recruit the best salespeople, and you can coach in the best environment. You can get better, and so can those you lead. To that beginning, if you want to pick up a couple of cool books that illustrate this better than I can, go buy The Power of Habits by Charles Duhigg and Bob Meister's book, Willpowers, Rediscovering Mankind's Greatest Strength. You will be encouraged by what you read, and you will also find additional practical steps to coach and even parent better than ever before. You have just listened to Sales Cultures Redefined. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and we'll see you at the next episode.